Okay, so I'm back again, a little late this time again. So I recorded a review of Thor and a bunch of other stuff last week, not last week, last month, and dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, we went, uh, we went to the fair a bunch of times. And we're just now getting our fares in order and we're dealing with our puppy who's basically a child so I've been slacking on editing but also just after I recorded was a weekend of comic-con and there was a ton of of new stuff from Marvel dropped and so I figured I should I'm gonna edit it as much as I can from that last recording and try to like mesh it with this fresh new take on everything that's going on so a lot of what I talk about with the Disney Plus shows and all the Marvel stuff and Thor it's basically before Comic Con um, maybe I'll talk about it in the next episode. I was really, when I recorded, I was hoping to do football. Uh, the next recording and have it be in August. But the way things are turning out, hopefully I can still do football next episode. Um, but we also went and saw Bullet Train which was really fun it's a David Leitch movie David Leitch 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 the director of Deadpool 2 but he got his break doing uh, John Wick and he's really I like his movies he's really fun he has a lot of action and he balances it well and he like amps it up with the right pace of like slow in the beginning and just continually uh, just gains more momentum which uh, it's bullet train and that's kind of the idea of a bullet train is a lot of high intense speed and so I also am cutting a lot of political mumbo jumbo that I was talking about in my last recording I'm just gonna nix it um, I just politics is ridiculous and some people are more ridiculous and just don't really want to go into it and a lot's happened since the last recording especially with a uh, former president um, being under investigation or something nobody really cares we talk about inflation but my views can be a little controversial but one of the reasons why I wanted to edit 
around the crap and keep some of it was I do talk about I've reestablished my comic collecting and I've kind of revolutionized it I guess I'd say because I was buying them like crazy in uh, four years ago in 2018 I just I was buying them and not reading anything and just buying them based on like the characters or the like I kept buying Army of Darkness everything and didn't really read it to see if it was really any good but I've been listening to Comics Explained on YouTube I've been listening to it while I work you know through the YouTube thing I don't have YouTube Premium or Red or whatever it's called but I just kind of leave it on on my phone and have my earbuds in and it's easy to just kind of distract me while I'm doing just building counter or cabinets cabinet boxes and that's kind of I've been paying attention I, I mentioned it later on just that I've been paying attention more to writers and styles and you know good stories and not just good art because I do I still look for art um, and in some characters like I've been buying Punisher and I haven't read them yet but they're written by Jason Aaron I think and I like Punisher stories so uh, that and Venom, like those ones are usually a pretty good story, despite even if it's a bad, well, not a good story. They're usually written well as characters, despite the stories or the villains. So that's why that. I also talk about my kings, and there's not much to really go on for that. But let's let's get it started. I'm gonna talk more about Bullet Train after the intro and everything. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Say hello to my little friend. Hello. No, I'm just getting warmed up. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Nation's famous. Nation's famous podcast. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Do you want me to get naked and start the revolution? Nation's Famous Nation's Famous Podcast Welcome back to another episode of Nation's Famous Podcast. I'm Famous Zach Nations. Um... 
This one was going to be more Thor oriented, but now I really like Bullet Train way more. So it's going to be a Bullet Train oriented. Um, basically, I'm just going to talk about the movies that remind me of Bullet Train because it kind of has a feel like the other John Wick movies. Like the other movies, the director has done, the, you know, the John Wick and Deadpool 2. But, uh, but up, but up, but up, but up, but up, but up, So, uh, examples. Well, let's just get into it. I made a list. So, one of the ones, well, was it last year? Yeah, it was like the first movie me and my wife went to, my movie, movie going pal. Uh, the, it was uh, the first movie that kind of came out in theaters and it was, everyone was going back to doing things in buildings without masks. I don't know, we might have still worn a mask. But cop shop, it wasn't. It was. There were some trailers. Uh, that's kind of what a car attention. I think it was on YouTube. We saw it a bunch of times on the YouTube. And it had Gerard Butler and Frank. Uh, Frank. 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 Frank Grillo. Was directed by Joe Carnahan, who did Smokin' Aces and The A Team and Narc. <coughs> and he's from Sacramento area, actually, more towards Fairfield, which is just outside of Sacramento by about uh, an hour, but. I mean, it's still pretty cool. And Smokin' Aces is one of my favorite movies. And actually, Smokin' Aces has a, has the same kind of feel as Cop Shop and Bullet Train. Uh, another one would be Hotel Artemis, which has Jane Foster in it. And uh, Bautista. And... Like Jeff Goldblum he has a ton of noticeable actors. Like once you see him, you're just like, oh yeah. Kind of like Bull Train. Bull Train had a lot of outside of you know Brad Pitt. Uh, you see a bunch of people that are noticeable. Some good cameos, and it's it's really fun. And the the main villain is really is a really good actor and is a very a very popular very good and then um yeah hotel artemis is just it's slower but i like the story a lot and then another one in that kind of vibe be Gunpowder Milkshake 
which was fun. That one's more of hyper. Um, I don't know how you how you put it. It has like hyper violence, hyper color, hyper sound. Like the music is fun. Like all of these have really good uh, soundtracks, especially Bullet Train. It was really fun uh, musically. Um, and then Bad Times at the El Royale, that one was great. Like, thematically, all these kind of have the same stories. Not, not this exact same, but like similar kind of lures you in with like a mystery. And then it really keeps you um, from the beginning. And then you just kind of are going along for the ride. Especially in Bullet Train, because it's a train. And then we have Cabin in the Woods. Which, you know, it's horror, kind of homage. Like a love letter to horror movies. And, and uh, what's it called? It dissects the horror genre. I don't know what it is, but it gives me the same kind of vibe. Oh, you know, I didn't mark it on the list. Another one, kind of similar. I think the pace of it would be Knives Out. That one I really liked. And all these aren't just, all these aren't just like movies that I think are thematically similar. Like, well, they're not. That's what they are, but they're not just that. They're also movies I really like, and so that kind of why I wanted to do this list and kind of cut down on my Thor, Thor review, which I did like Thor, so I don't want to like come off like I'm just want to bash on Thor, but I really liked Bullet Train and all these movies that I'm listing off, and I. That's what gave me the idea was I like Bull Train and I really wanted to talk about it. And then I was thinking what movies are like Bull Train because it has the same vibe as all the movies I like, especially Cop Shop last year. And my wife liked it and, and all these movies really. I think that's one of the things we're kind of simpatico on. Um, and then kind of a honorable mention only because I haven't seen it yet and I really want to see it Last Night in Soho which uh, that one from what I hear kind of has horror elements but um, but it doesn't but I don't really know how it vibes like I'm I'm not sure like what it is, what it is, what it does, what happens, you know. But looking back, Cabin in the Woods and Bad Times at the El Royale, it makes that makes sense that they'd be kinda familiar well like have the same vibe, like the same feel is it was the same director uh, True Goddard and so 
He hasn't really made anything recently. It says he directed Good Place, which makes sense because that was really good. From, you know, going off the title. Let's see. And also, I want to look up. Uh, Last Night in Soho, I think, was. Oh, what's his name? Edgar Wright? Yes. <laughs> and another kind of honorable mention, kind of last minute ad, ad would be uh, Lucky. What is it? Oh, man. Logan Lucky. That one was fun. It was hilarious and great acting. Another Daniel Craig. Adding on Daniel Craig's to the lists. Couple Daniel Craig movies. Might as well add on some 007s. So yeah. So that's my list. That's really all I have to say about that. Um, let me... I'll just get on to what uh, all the other stuff I was going to edit into this episode. Um, and then I'll kind of wrap it up at the end with uh, some, some more of what I wanted to say. And we'll be on to it. It's been exciting for the Kings. We got Keegan Murray, and I wasn't really big, you can see on my Twitter, I wasn't really, and I didn't really give Murray a chance, and I should have done my due diligence and listened to a lot of the local media was clamoring about Murray, and everyone was saying that they're just, there's a lot of talk going on, and then you look at our team and it's young still and we're just keep adding pieces we just signed Malik Monk on the offseason I didn't see that and I really like Malik Monk so I'm excited I liked him in the draft with him and uh, De'Aaron Fox I was hoping the Kings had two picks that year and I was hoping he would fall to our I think we were in the we had the five pick and then I think we had the ten pick I was hoping we'd grab him there. I think he got picked 11th. But, you know, we were able to trade back then, and we landed a trade that got us two picks in the first round, so that was cool until we actually got the picks and they didn't really pan out. But that could be more to do with the environment they came into. But we're, we're, we're turning over a new leaf. We got a new coach with Mike Brown. Hopefully he gets, can get these guys playing some defense. And then we got, we traded for Kevin Hooter. And so that'll be interesting. Hooter? Hooter? I think it's, I'm going to call him Hooter. I went to one of the WWE house shows with my brother-in-law and my nephew. And that was pretty fun. Uh, we had a good time as I don't really follow the WWE. I used to watch them when I was little when it was WWF. 
the World Wildlife Federation Foundation, World Wildlife Foundation. But it's cool. Seamus Willer, he was one of my favorites because uh, I I stopped watching him in like the early two thousands, and then I I've been on and off. Um, I was watching him when I was in the military a little bit when uh, I went overseas. They had him on the USO channel. I forget what the AF. AFN Air Force Network or Armed Forces Network. They would show the Raw and SmackDown and whatnot. So I watched those back in like 2011. But yeah, that was a fun, really fun. Um, they did like a triple team or no, a quadruple. Was it a four way or three? No, it was a three way tag tag. Uh, tag event with Usos, New Day, and then Sheamus and this this bully kid, bully something, and that one that was probably the best match of the night. And I think the Usos are from the Sacramento area, so when they came out, they the whole place exploded. It was real fun, and Ronda Rousey showed up, and that was an exciting thing because she hasn't really been. Around like, I think she got injured, but she's a big draw, and so everyone went nuts when she came out. It was, it was fun. It was nice going to an event in the Golden One Center. Except for getting out of the parking garage, those, that always sucks. Lately I've been going to the uh, get comics on when they when the new ones come out on Wednesdays, so... Uh, that's what I've been up to lately, reading the good old, uh, or the, well, you know, new, reading the new Fantastic Four, they have the new Judgment Day event, just reading a lot of Marvel, the DC stuff, mm. they have like Deathstroke comic, which, I mean, that's kind of off popularity, um, I've never really been a huge Deathstroke fan. He's really fun to play against in the video games, but um, they have a Catwoman comic book. They have a Joker one that was really good, but I, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if I want to jump in. I think it's ending soon. Um, but I always get, usually get the DC, or the DC, the de Detective Comic, Detective Comics. Um, Nightwing's been really good. I was getting comics a lot in uh, 2017. 2017 and 2018. But I was getting them way too much. And I was getting a whole bunch. I didn't even read them. I would just buy them and put them in a stack. And just do other things. But I've been reading them now. Um, I read the... Prelude to Judgment Days, and it was basically an Eternals comic, which I'm not a big Eternals. I don't know. I guess they're better than the Inhumans, but not by much. And the in Inhumans have been dragged through the mud lately, especially with Miss Miss Marvel. Uh, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen that. 
and just spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen anything because I'm going to talk about a whole bunch of like Umbrella Academy, The Boys, I've been finishing those and Stranger Things and Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, all those things. So yeah, spoilers for Miss Marvel. But she was talking about her, what is it, at the end, uh, the, the kid, one of the, the Bruno, he came out and said that she had a mutation and then they played the X-Men theme, the X-Men animated series theme. So that was really exciting and it'll be really fun to see where they take things with her being a mutant. It's, it seems like they're just, uh, like they have Black Bolt in the Doctor Strange, but that could have been just a one-time thing, and maybe they're just kind of, because it seemed like it was more for fan service. But who knows? Kevin Feige knows. Um, what other comics? I grabbed, I think the, the Avengers... I've been listening to Comics Explained, uh, Robert Robert Jefferson doing, he does Comics Explained and Geek Culture Explained. I've been listening to all his, the story, like his, he does runs on X-Men and um, all, Spider-Man, all the different uh, big stories that have been coming out, like the Venom, the big King in Black story with Agent Venom and Eddie Brock and all the different things were going on with that and it's really piqued my interest and I've been so I've, I've been that's why I've been going to get comics and so I've been keeping up with uh, all the because he explains while he explains each comic story and goes over all what's happening and explaining why things led up or how things led up to uh, what's been going on he explains like kind of the behind the scenes on the writers and the editors and why and what, what brought this story up and um, he gives credit to the writers that he really likes and um, what what brought him to re you know why why he gravitated to uh, the story that he is explaining and so I've been kind of keying in on each of the writers and I've gotten really familiar with uh, all the stories that I like and the writers that uh, were involved, and so I've been. That's why I've been kind of going off of when I get my when I go to the get the new comics. And the Dan Slot is doing the Fantastic Four, and he did the Spider-Man Superior. Uh, and he did the Superior Spider-Man storyline and the um, Big Break, Spider-Man's Big Break. I forget what this. I think that's what the story's called um and so and then and the fantastic forest has just always been pretty interesting 
with uh, Reed Richards being so like smartest guy around, and then they're always involved in dealing with Doctor Doom, who's always an interesting character to read about, and then um, and King the Conqueror. I haven't really, I never really knew King um, when I, you know, for years. I've always heard of him, King the Conqueror, but he always seemed like, he always seemed like, you know, Conan the Barbarian. I never really, it just seemed like somebody who, that's all they do is like a fighter. They don't have a lot of depth. And then, you know, King's rumored to be coming to the, well, he's in the MCU as Immortus, technically as He Who Remains and the end of Loki and I really enjoyed Jonathan Major's interpretation of that version of Kang and that's honestly my favorite part of like the entire Phase 4 is basically that episode I've watched it over and over and I'll still watch it I'll still go back to it and the rest of Phase 4 has been kind of meh Except that, that was, uh, I just, I don't know what it is. It's just so, just everything, all his mannerisms and his charisma and just, it's really fun. And, uh, and just the story of King is so convoluted and complex and just laughably confusing and it's just, it's very interesting. I don't know, it's something I find intrigue in. And so that's, I guess, one of my things I'm looking for. And and when I look for comic stories, is it seems like the ones that are, get really confusing are the ones that I'm really interested in, like the Clone Wars, not the Clone Wars, Star Wars, the uh, Clone Saga with Spider-Man. Everyone hates it, but I always find it something that I love to read about. Especially reading about it, like, on what happened, how it got that way, and, like, who, like, why, who came up with it, and why, why they thought, like, putting 50 Spider-Man comics, like, spider interwinding Spider-Man into all sorts of of his own comics, like, branched off, like, they had the Web of Spider-Man, and the Spectacular Spider-Man, and Peter Parker Adventures, just all, all these different, like, spin-off comics, but the story is what, it's just, like, I, when I was little, it was, like, right in the middle of the event I got the comic I think I'm pretty sure it was for Easter I got uh, Spider-Man it was the comic with the cover of Spider-Man and Carnage Spider-Carnage and then and it was basically the uh, the comic where Spider-Man, I think it was Ben Riley. Spider-Man is 
in some sort of rave and then Carnage shows up and then the Carnage symbiote bonds with Spider-Man and that one was always some one of the my most treasured comics because it's so such a cool cl- cover and just the story was confusing as hell because it's right in the middle of the clone saga um Ben Riley is like trying to figure things out because he's ran into um I think he ran into like symbiotes and then he ran into other like he's just all sorts of confusing uh, situations and he like finds a body bag and inside is a a rotting a skeleton with a spider-man suit on and so that was one of the clones, I guess. I don't, it was, it's such a confusing, but it's fun at the same time just to try to piece things together. What the hell's going on? Anyways, uh, I want to talk about all the different shows that I've been watching. Because I've finally gotten through most of the stuff. Um... I was going to do a thing on going off of how I was doing my um, review what was it? Review of a movie I haven't seen yet. I was going to do that, but like broader, like a bigger scale. Because I wanted to kind of incorporate like just a more f- humorous approach. I feel like this podcast can do with some more, with a little more upgrade to the uh, funny, funny factor. This is supposed to be a funny farm, and I've been lacking. But not for a lack of trying. Just not trying hard enough. But maybe next week or next month or whenever I do my next episode, I'll do something like review of a movie I haven't seen yet. Uh, Then I wanted to talk about the Thor movie I went and saw. Should be out of spoiler territory, like having to worry about people seeing it. But you should probably avoid this podcast. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do like a non-spoiler part. It's be all spoilers. Um, but I'm gonna talk a little about Phase Four also, along with Thor. I was thinking about talking about Eternity. If you've seen Thor, then you know why Eternity would make sense. Because I was gonna talk about it as a concept, not, not like, not a movie, not a comic book character, but more of like philosophical so as I was talking about before Miss Marvel that was a pretty good show starting out the whole Miss Marvel character kind of seems like they're they're going to use the shows as kind of a leap what are they called the launch pad kind of things for each of these characters since they're introducing so many characters now 
they can use the shows to kind of give them an origin and then put them in movies as they see fit to give them like more of a movie like they don't have to work you know to focus on explaining the character they can just go right into whatever story they want to tackle but Moon Knight was a lot better I think than this Marvel was really fun and it was fun to uh, follow along it was really I don't know they like the motivations were hard to kind of grasp what was going on like the whole thing with the bangle and like and the plot was driven by Kamala Khan and how she was gonna become a superhero while being a young high schooler and trying to keep her parents in the dark about her being a hero and all that and that played out as you would expect with like a teenage high school kind of show it was interesting Moon Knight was a lot more fun doing the kind of uh, like murder mystery type thing I don't know it was easier to follow I think knowing where where it was leading to the finale Um, had a more of a grasp of the circumstances and and all that but other than those Marvel shows uh, Stranger Things was amazing this was one of the best seasons of any shows and I, I really liked season 2 until it got to the point where they did the episode where she, where she met her sister or whatever and she met up with those kids and they were like super powered and I don't know, that one was just a little too too far out of left field for me. And I had to take a break, and that break took way too long. And I think the third season came out by the time I finished the second season. Then the third season was really good. second season was great because Bob. But outside of him, it was kind of... It was really a struggle to to follow along. But then the third season was really fun. Uh, Just the whole body snatchers thing. Um, And it was just creepy. Uh, Up until around the the end, it kind of lost me towards the end with that one. And then I wound up not finishing that one until the fourth season was coming out and I finished the third season um, that one in Invincible it took me a long time to finish Invincible but I think I talked about it when I finished them talked about it on the podcast um, and they but the ending of the third season was a little spoiled for me because I'd seen the trailer where they showed uh, Hopper so I knew he wasn't dead. Um, so like that whole the weight of that moment where he disintegrated kind of as it fell, you know, it didn't really 
hold a whole lot of water. But it was it was fun. Um, but it, the third season doesn't hold a candle to this fourth season. This was this was really fun, and I was kind of skeptical because they were doing the whole uh, high schooler vibe where they were just too cool for school and doing their own things, and they're all kind of losing touch with each other, and it kind of and it makes sense with the threat that they were facing. He wanted them to be, you know, isolated and try to go after one of them, and he was able to, and and then the whole thing was the Kate, uh, what's her name, Kate Bush song. Now, I really like that song, and how they implemented that into the show was really fun. It was just a really good season. The only My only complaint was the Eddie Munson death um, that one, I kind of expected it, so, you know, when it happened, I was kind of, I didn't, I wasn't really into it, and then the Metallica scene was really fun, but at the same time, it just seemed like they were trying to follow with what they did in season three with the, uh, the never-ending story song, which I really liked, I thought that was great, I was really into that. I think that was like the top moment last season and so like the finale was a little lackluster because I was just pumped with that song I don't know what it was about it it was really fun and like after the watching that last episode last of season three I went on to YouTube and I looked up that song and of course I was a year a year late from all the memes and stuff but I don't know it it got, it got me I was a sucker he wrapped me up and reeled me in um and then let's see I'll talk about let's see the boys that one was fun but it was really all just leading up to herogasm which was great a lot of stuff in the earlier episodes that were pretty funny but this was definitely the, one of the wildest seasons, but the Herogasm definitely lived up to the hype. It wasn't as as what I was picturing it. I know I haven't read the comic where they took inspiration from, but it was... Um, I definitely built up expectations in my head. I was waiting for it to be like, you know, superheroes fighting naked superheroes and like I don't know but it was that was pretty funny and then the ending of it kind of left left everything really weird in a weird state but not as weird as last season last season's ending was probably the best ending of the just the best episode of the whole s series uh, that was wild. It was really fun. But this ending just kind of left you with uh, feeling weird. The way everything panned out. What was Soldier Boy and exploding. Like you saw that coming a mile away. But maybe he's still alive. You know, who knows. And then, well he should be still 
I don't know. I, f- I forget if they mentioned if he was alive. Maeve was alive. And then Homelander taking the boy. And Billy Butcher being um, on his deathbed. No, it was just really weird. But I really want, really, my motivation for watch finishing it was to see the hero gasm. But then also just because everyone keeps, once everything, once each episode drops, there's just hundreds of videos wanting to spoil everything. And that's been kind of a burden because lately, like, spoilers don't bother me. You know, you have a video, you want to spoil things, go right at it. The thing that bothers me is putting the spoiler, like, in the, you know, putting spoiler images just right on YouTube. You know, something that is an obvious spoiler and then trying to be innocent about it. Like, oh, you know, just trying to get people to watch my videos and whatnot. It's like, yeah, I'd watch your video after I watch this stupid show since you're spoiling, you know. And really, if you spoiled something for me, I'm not going to watch your videos just because that's not what I want to... That's not something I'm going to, you know, condone. But it happened a lot for the boys. And I really love Umbrella Academy. Was Oh, man, this was... I think that one's my favorite show of this year just on it was just so funny the cast is just so great to follow um just the way they get along in this season they they kind of splintered off but they really stuck together more than the past two seasons it was really confusing and like i said like the more confusing it is the more i'm gonna get you know hooked right into it and trying to figure out where it's going to go and what's what's happening with each of the characters and especially with the time travel stuff and and then they created a paradox and just everything was fun and uh, Klaus was cracking me up my favorite character is Klaus and uh, Luther and they wound up in the same you know showing up at in at the in the end in uh, Klaus's little void that was great and then the ending you know just I'm glad they were the I was worried they were just going to kind of leave things open-ended or like you know put it have it be a cliffhanger them leading into oblivion or something you know and then they went through the whole thing and they basically wrapped everything up like if they wanted to end it now, like that was a, the best way to kind of tie everything into a nice little bow and leave everyone kind of wondering what happened, but also, you know, it shows you what happened. Like Reginald got what he was what he was looking for, and so if they, I'm sure they are going to do a season four, but if they don't, you know, that's fine. But I'm if they do, I'm I'm curious what where they're going to go. But yeah, that was that was really fun. Just the first scene, first scene, first episode. Just the way the way the last one in the last season ended, and it, you know, anticipation is just like, you know, they're gonna fight each other. How's this gonna go? 
and like tensions are high and going into it I was like not in a good mood like me and my wife were kind of uh, we just had a really stressful day and so we were like you know let's watch something more lighthearted, you know compared to you know like watching the boys or something and we weren't gonna sit down and just you know watch something even you know as tense as we were and then we put it on and I was kind of even more tense enough with like the you know the the two family the two uh, academies fighting each other and then it winds up becoming a big old dance off and I was just oh man we were laughing so hard it was just a great way to intro- introduce the the two teams and uh, how they would fight each other but it was that was a good one but just run over it's a couple of the other shows we've been watching righteous gemstones is really fun but we haven't finished it yet first season was great this season's a little weird it's focusing more on eli gemstone but it's it's been interesting it's cracking me up but we still need to finish it our flag means death is it has taika watiti in it who did thor love and thunder and it's i think it's in the middle of the season or if it isn't we haven't gotten through it uh, the show Upload is on Amazon Prime. That one's really weird, and it's gotten it's taken a really weird turn. And we haven't, me and my wife, I haven't really cared to go in, into finishing it. We're not in a hurry, basically, but we will eventually. But we do like it, but it's just it's getting a little out there. But it, it was the creator of uh, The Office Greg Daniels he's involved in it then we have uh, What We Do in the Shadows is back that one's funny this first episode was like meh but uh, I'm sure it'll it'll get a lot better they left it on on a really weird kind of ending last week or last season. And then the murder. Uh, only murders in the buildings back. But that first season was really great. But this first episode. Again another kind of weird. Meh. You know they're. They kind of wrote themselves into. A, a really funky kind of situation. The, the writers. And it's getting. Kind of. I don't know. Martin Schwartz, he kills me, so it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going to watch it, no matter what, even if it's bad. But it just, it's kind of got a slow start to it, and it's kind of, it's getting real cringe. But, uh, and then we got Resident Alien, which is great. The first season, oh man, I was dying. It was just cracking me up. But yeah, those are the shows I'm watching. Um, and then now, on to Thor. Okay. So, if you haven't seen Thor Love and Thunder yet, I guess I should let you know, I'm not going to be avoiding spoilers, so if you are, 
and you should just go listen to a different episode of my podcast. That being said, I thought it was really good. On Twitter, it, it took me, I think, till the end of the weekend to see it. So, you know, the Friday and Saturday, Twitter was going nuts about not and not liking or not enjoying it or it didn't go the route they were hoping and they were big they're all mad about it which to be honest I was kind of hoping for more but basically got what I was expecting more or less that it was a love it was a love uh it was a romantic comedy between Thor and Mjolnir and his new love interests in Stormbreaker and whatnot. That was all kind of corny and there were parts that were funny but the parts that were funny were pretty were really like It didn't really take away from the movie, and it didn't. Uh, it, it it was it was all in good fun. It's it's more of what you should have been expecting after seeing Ragnarok and how kind of things were pretty by the wayside and very loosey goosey. This one seemed like it was a little a little more so which it kind of that that the it kind of took that's part of it that took away I feel the serious tone away and it just seemed like there were they weren't like this there wasn't a script and they were just kind of winging it which they probably were like rumor is is it was a lot of improv in the in Ragnarok and this one seemed like it was all all improv and I was listening I listened to the podcast Weekly Planet and they brought up that it seemed like they were just kind of they were standing around giving their lines and then off to the next set piece and then they'd stand around and deliver lines like and looking back on it that's that it did have that kind of vibe so Zeus's introduction was interesting and he was a little more cruel than expected but that brought a pretty a lot of character development with Thor I thought it was a lot more it was Thor Zeus was what Thor was in the first Thor movie but from the vibe I got is he was a lot like how Odin is and was in like Thor 2 but also more in the comics Odin was very steadfast and didn't bother with you know universe you know unless it was a dire situation he would get involved 
I'm sure Odin would have gotten involved with Gore, but not the way that Thor was, you know, how Thor was acting. It was really reminiscent of the first Thor, where, you know, the first scene of Thor, where he wanted to get an army and go battle the frost giants, and Odin said no, and then it was a, you know, it was a noble reason to say for for Odin to keep Thor in check because they didn't have evidence that it was the Frost Giants and which, you know, in good reason it wasn't them. Well it was, but you know, it was there was some there was more to it than what was going on. And uh Thor just wanted an army and wanted to get out and then in in Love and Thunder you know, Thor wanted an army for a viable threat that was gonna lay waste to the universe, and then Zeus was just didn't want to give up an army, like you know, didn't want to get involved just because of his own uh, bravado, and didn't really care for Thor's, you know, what he was pitching to him. And the thing that kind of bothered me with Gore, Gore was great. Christian Bale's an amazing actor. I've always really enjoyed his work. And so, Gore, there was no no problems with Gore. The only problem I had with Gore had to do with his screen time and just, he, he didn't really get a whole, much, a whole lot of development, which is because... They spent more time on the whole Thor being in love with his hammer and, you know, and standing around making jokes and stuff than giving Gore a good representation. Like how Hela, Hela was a very well, you know, laid out character and they really gave her, she, she seemed to have uh, probably maybe the same amount of screen time as Gore. I think, I felt like she had more, but it, you know, it seemed like she did more with when she was on screen. And a lot of that was, I feel like they hampered Gore and didn't let him really kill gods on screen because of the violent nature, you know, killing a god. And they didn't want to fight for a the rating they wanted it to be a certain rating and I feel like that's been all big a big thing with phase four has been really trying to tone down and of course Moon Knight was pretty uh, violent but even then like they black they blacked out you know they had the character black out during violent scenes and then show the aftermath and so going forward you know, if they keep this up, they might start, you know, I don't know. Like, if they do Deadpool, and it's not violent, you know, Deadpool needs to be, like, Robocop in the terms of violence. Like, he's, he doesn't really hedge his, his, uh, behavior at all. If they stay true to the character, you know. Of course, now he's just kind of a clown that walks around giving pop culture references and looking for chimichangas.
but even like with the X-Men, their comics were best when there were the dark, more dark storylines and darker, like, uh, takes on uh, their villains and just the ruthlessness that they're subject to, subjected to, like with Wolverine, he's kills just as uh, blatantly as Deadpool. So, that's the one complaint, well, two kind of complaints with Thor Love and Thunder is, is uh, the character development and the violence. Like the one scene that they're, you know, they had all the gold blood, that was fun. I don't really remember the scenes. And it also seemed really short. But it's the nature of the beast. So all in all, I really liked it. Uh, my rating scale. A big, colorful, bifrost rainbow bridge. The colors were great in it. I really... And then the Shadow Realm, like, you know, they took all the color out of it. You know, that's a... Out of all the colors of the Shadow Realm, I give it a god... A godly... Wielding... Uh... Thor Hammer and... Zeus Thunderbolt and... Stormbreaker. All those out of... Um, all the colors of the rainbow. Because they're the... You know, they go in the Shadow Realms and the God... All the God things had color, retain their color. The one thing I noticed, kinda, like it's kind of been, I've, with the, with phase four, and the, uh, now that the Infinity Gem, Infinity Stone Saga is over with, and they're, that's not what everyone's looking for anymore, and that's not the MacGuffin, for the phase it seems like they do have they're using other objects as a kind of MacGuffin because we got the ten rings of uh, the Mandarin we've got the bangle and uh, Miss Marvel Moon Knight has his um, just his whole body I guess you know he 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 turns into he like has his suit just kind of I don't know it appears out of nowhere. So that's it for this week. Next week, maybe I'll talk some of that eternity stuff and religious stuff. And hopefully talk some NFL. Uh, I'll be finished with my drafts, so maybe I'll make a list of the guys that I'm uh, following. And you can email me at nationsfamouspod at gmail.com and just give me an idea of what you guys want me to talk about. If you like what I'm talking about, if you like the way I'm talking about it, 
if you want me to talk about sports more or you have a question about why I'm my takes on sports is bad or if you want me to listen to your team fancy football team and tell you how many wins you'll get or stuff like that or if you want to like tell me I'm wrong about my taste in movies or Thor or anything you can find you can find me on Twitter I'm trying to get up beyond that I'm trying to get on that more more regularly hopefully I get this edited um, but my Twitter's at nations 21 and then my Instagram I don't really go on that one's Zach Nation Zach Nations all one word Z-A-C-H-N-A-T-I-O-N-S and then uh, I might be on Twitch a lot after I release after I drop this episode I want to go on uh, a good amount I don't know if I'm going to have a schedule I'll try to figure one out but I'm going to just go on once I'm done editing and then try to work around recording and editing and then do some Twitch because I got this new Spider-Man on PC the one that was only on PS4 and PS5 it's on the PC so I'm gonna play it and I wanna Twitch it and I have other games I wanna play on Twitch so hopefully I can get people watching um, but yeah I think that might do it. Do it to it. Thanks for listening. Uh, rate me on the rating apps and like podcast places. Just give me a thumbs up on YouTube and email me with a rating from zero to 153. Good luck. Now get out of here.